Loan Pro, we look at ourselves as kind of the, the toolkit, right? We provide loan servicing software. So our purpose is to power our customers to, to do their, their products and be builders. The most common cause of bad customer experience isn't that high tech. It's embarrassingly simple. Yep, it's answering questions. In e-commerce, it's really easy to get bogged down with common questions, whether that's, where's my package? How do I return or exchange this item? Or just to cancel a subscription. SolvePath is an AI-driven customer support system that enhances the customer experience with visual formats and self-serve technology to empower your customers to handle their own support requests. Get the best customer support system for your business. Get SolvePath. Get started by visiting GetSolvePath.com. Welcome to FinTech Confidential, bringing you the people, tech, and companies that change how you pay and get paid. Rhett, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Quick overview of Loan Pro, and I'm going to have to read a little bit here, but Loan Pro is a loan management software. Um, it specializes in servicing and collecting on loans and really meant to power the overarching life cycle of, of a financial loan transaction. One of the things that I thought was really interesting that you've positioned yourself to escape these legacy systems. And not only that, but you, you hold a really special spot in the state of Utah as being one of the few companies that has received a hundred million dollar, um, series a raise um around those so i thought that was really interesting seeing the company and how it's grown out of that now on the surface if you look at your background and you look at where you went to school what you went to school for fintech doesn't feel like that far of a of a jump for you but you did do some business with with your brother i believe it was um and some family businesses and um really spent a lot of time in the car dealerships as we talked about earlier how how did you go from from that piece of it and dive like full-fledged all the way into the fintech side of the house sure so kind of growing up we had always been kind of bit by the entrepreneur bug right as uh, back in high school we did a series of different businesses created a uh a recycling company back. I was like 14, 15 years old, went recycling to a, a, a shooting range and they had all of the discarded shells just there. And so I, I reached out to the shooting range owner and said, Hey, what are you doing with all this stuff? And he, he viewed it as trash. So I went home and, uh, and tinkered out in the garage and invented this little machine that had a conveyor belt on it. And, and we used it, pulled it up on a trailer and used it to recycle all of that, uh, dirty brass and, made like almost $18,000 that summer as a, as a young kid doing that kind of thing. How so old were you when you did that? Like 14, 15 years old. Oh my God. So we kind of just did a series, a whole bunch of things. Uh, we had a, owned a cattle ranch. We did a bunch of different things. Um, I did my education in investment finance and joined my two brothers and we started a car dealership. All right. We didn't grow up affluent, but we grew up with possibilities and opportunity. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't know anything about the car business. So we started. <laughs> oh my it, goodness. Right? And so we just jumped right in. And, uh, there was a couple of really interesting learnings to us. And, uh, so we got into that, that led us into, uh, auto lending, just fell in love with loans. 
they offset all of the bad things about a retail business, right? Uh, the lending had high levels of pre- predictability. You could forecast. You you had the uh, a, a steady line of revenue coming in in the car business and retail. If it rains the last two days of the month, you're kind of up a, up a creek. It's going to be difficult for you. You start over. Most of your costs are fixed. So we added lending to the dealerships, and it kind of muted some of the volatility that was happening. And we really just loved the lending, so we scaled on the lending business and ran into what we felt was a roadblock. And that's the legacy cores to use we felt were, were really just kind of dated. And they wouldn't do the things we wanted, easy access to data. You needed three different systems to do something. You would have a dealer management software that you would generate contracts out of that wouldn't actually match the math of the Amort schedules in the legacy core, things like that. And so we decided, hey, I guess we're, we want to still scale the lending business. So we got to build what we thought was just going to be an internal tool. Other lenders reached out and friends in the ecosystem said, hey, I heard you're doing some cool things. Can I use that tool that you built? For about two years, we said no. Uh, we thought it was sort of our special sauce or, you know, the, the key differentiator for us. And then uh, one night in a, in a business meeting, we kind of said, what if? What if we allowed this tool that we built? Everyone's asking to give us money to use it. Well, why don't we take their money and see what happens? And so fast forward about 15 years from that period of time, we went through a, a, a series of things that led us into the software business, solving that problem we had ourselves of being a lender and frustrated with the technology. And uh, so we really got it from the perspective of evolutionary, find a need, fill a need, and uh, and see what's out there. But didn't come out of school thinking we were going to do this, right? <laughs> it, it evolved over time. You took it from being an internal tool to it becoming a tool that other people could use. If you were to distill that down, what would you say was like that aha moment or that motivational moment where you're like, I think we can make this work if we spin yeah. it off as its own company. We did auto loans to start out with. And the first three or four that came to us did loans that looked a lot like auto loans, but they weren't auto loans. Somebody oh. was doing student loans. Somebody was doing hard money financing. Somebody was doing consumer loans. And they were also equally frustrated with what was available in the marketplace for them. And so we built a configuration first. And the aha moment for us was, hey, this is going to work there's a large ecosystem out there of everyone who gives a loan that the legacy systems kind of paint themselves in a corner. They do loans that look like this, but if it looks a little different, you need a different application, different tool for it. And so the, our aha moment was to say, through configuration, we can support this, this giant total addressable market and other lenders are having the same pain that we had ourselves. We don't have to just accept to live with this pain. We can actually cure the pain. How would you, in your own words, define the mission of Loan Pro? We thought about this a lot, right? You, you have the this concept of what you do, how you do it, but more importantly, why you do it. And this concept is the personalizing finance. But the why behind it is uh, really at the core of what we believe we can become more. Just as individuals, as companies, and as a community, we can expect more out of ourselves and out of those that we interact with. And so this idea that we can really become more. So we've actually started a charity with that name, Become More Charity, and it, it, it focuses on a variety of initiatives. But for example, um, bucket list items, that's one that's near and dear to my heart. But why do we wait until you have cancer and you're nearing death to do your bucket list items? Let's do mm-hmm. them now, right? Or 
we have a, a couple other initiatives that we're doing. So right within Loan Pro, this concept, if we can have high levels of convenience and compliance and keep the portfolios performant, then what does that enable our customers, the lenders to do? Well, they can become more. They can expand the financial inclusion. They can offer better products. They can meet their consumers where they're at. About half of our customers do uh, lending in the business to business space, half are in the consumer space. But think of the just the efficiencies as uh, if you work at a lending company, in your, in your personal life, you have an iPhone and you expect that kind of a user experience. But then you go to the office and you log into a platform that feels like it was built and designed in the 80s and you accept that that's your experience all day long. And we think, well, what if? What if we could solve that problem and expect more, allowing that individual to become more, become, a, a, become more in being a better mother or father or daughter or son, right in their personal relationships, but also at work? And, uh, and to scale and grow. So we're really excited about the future and all these things we can do. We're trying to cover it from that side, from the financial services technology. We'll get to the future in just a second. But before we do, I, I'd like to understand this journey is, hasn't happened over just a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of <laughs> months, right? It's, it's been a few years. Yeah. Looking back over the journey, what would you say is like the biggest lesson that you've learned about FinTech. As I think of the, about the different kinds of lessons, I work with two of my brothers. We're a family business and we've done all of those businesses together, right? It's been kind of a, a process. So I think the partnership's key. Specifically in FinTech, I think the, the possibility and like the idea to remember is that anything's possible, right? We have these general constraints that are accepted as universal truths, but maybe they're not. Maybe that uh, you get in and you say, as we work with lenders all of the time, they onboard into our platform and we use that as an opportunity to say, is your loan lifecycle process working this way because you want it to or because it was a constraint of your legacy platform? Just because somebody decided somewhere that it was going to work that way and then that's been adopted for decade after decade and then you think that's now how it works. Mm. So I think there's an opportunity to challenge the status quo. Of course, you still need to be compliant. There's regulations, there's policies. There's best practices, but I think that the possibilities of reinventing the the how we do, as long as we understand the why of what we're doing. Talking about the why piece of it, when you look at the types of things that your clients are trying to accomplish, what sorts of opportunities do you see in the next three or five years to solve problems that maybe they're not thinking about today? Today, you kind of get the tea leaves of what's going to happen tomorrow, right? So we see a lot of conversation about financial health. A lot of different folks that are trying to solve this financial health of prompting a user, a customer to say, hey, this is a suggested behavior for you and building that level of trust. So we have quite a few lenders and customers of ours that do not just lending, but maybe deposits and other financial services that are building levels of trust with their customer by prompting them and saying, hey, this is an action that is suggested you do. Maybe I don't even get anything for that, right? It's just a financial health pulse. So that's a big part. I also think that as financial services are further democratized, get graining, uh, gaining better access to everybody, you know, we see things like uh, fractional ownership of different shares. We think that the uh, 
there's going to be a softening of the concentration of who is offering financial services. So I think that this concept of everyone a lender, everyone offering financial services, this might happen through partner banks and uh, the traditional FIs are not going anywhere, right? But there's not a lot of really great reasons why the financial institution needs to be the one interfacing with the customer, right? They can handle a lot of, I think you'll see a lot of opportunities where they they move a little bit more to the back office and you have high brands that are interacting with high levels of trust with the consumers and the customers and financial services will be things that are stitched in directly into the process. We see this in a huge opportunity right now with the supply chain problems that we're having of embedding fin- financing and financial products directly inside of supply chain or uh, embedded directly within a variety of different uh, operating systems. So why, you know, like if you're a dental office, customers come in, you have an operating system that you use. Why would you need to go to a separate system to offer a lending tool for your patients that are coming in? Why is it not embedded straight inside of that? Replace dental office with every operating system there (laughs) is. Um, So I think that we're going to see a blending of Maybe who you think is the offerer of financial services, but that the future's super bright. There's a lot of opportunity. Fintech is not only granting access to data and then making it actionable, but it's making users more informed. And uh, we hope that they're taking that as an opportunity to take the efficiencies to do things to become more, right? Now that you don't need to spend three hours going to the branch, you can do it in two seconds on your phone. Maybe you can take that saved time to uh, be you know, more involved in your family or taking that idea you have and focusing on, on solving a problem to help others. Looking at the state of fintech and all the financial services that are out there, and you kind of touched on it, it's really disjointed. It's really dis- disconnected. It's fractured in all sorts of different ways. It doesn't support almost anybody's desire to track their money, to be able to manage their money, to be able to grow their money. What are some of the opportunities that you see Loan Pro being able to deliver on some of those differentiating experiences to really dive in and see that type of information? You're right. It is a segmented market and I think it continues to be so, right? It's going to be, you're not going to have a a master app that does everything for everybody. There's going to be areas of specialty. Loan Pro, we look at ourselves as kind of the the toolkit, right? We provide loan servicing software. So our purpose is to power our customers to to do their, their products and be builders. And so we provide the necessary tools for them to launch really cool and innovative things. And we've seen things that increase financial inclusion, make portfolios more performant, And what that means is they're then able to either bring down the cost of capital or expand the net of who they can serve. And it it provides this, uh, this opportunity. If we think about capitalism, the core advantage of capitalism isn't just the initial drive of someone trying to gain more, but it's also the access to capital to provide the opportunity for them to do so. Mm -hmm. And we have limited access. And it's not just limited access based off of demographics. Think of a small business. There's, there's difficulty in small businesses that don't have the demographical discrimination data, right? It's a business, 
but they're also having a lot of difficulty in getting financing because maybe they don't check the box the right way that the bank does does financing. So we see a lot of opportunities with a merchant uh, with cash flow of getting in and say a merchant service company or anyone who's seeing the cash flow using MX or others to, to access that underwrite on that end, essentially factor a stream of receivables. That's much more predictable than than uh, underwriting the personal guarantee of the person who started that company. The most common cause of bad customer experience isn't that high tech. It's embarrassingly simple. Yep, it's answering questions. In e-commerce, it's really easy to get bogged down with common questions, whether that's, where's my package? How do I return or exchange this item? Or just to cancel a subscription. Solvepath is an AI-driven customer support system that enhances the customer experience with visual formats and self-serve technology to empower your customers to handle their own support requests. Get the best customer support system for your business. Get Solvepath. Get started by visiting GetSolvePath.com. Now, I appreciate you going into the, this specific use case because there's there's a lot of things that can be done when you start looking at that level of data and when you start building out a platform that gives broad access. But diving into that specific use case of looking at the merchant services transaction processing to determine what level of risk that individual is for that and being able to factor that out. Is, is a really interesting use case, especially being able to pull that data in. And, and there's, so there's huge possibilities that come up with um, granting access to what was previously siloed data. Give me an example right? of that. Well, so you, uh, your bank account data would be siloed with your bank historically. So we've talked about let's peer into your bank account to see what's happening. But in the consumer side, we also need to do the same thing on verification of your employment. Or maybe we need to take a loan portfolio performance of loans that look like this, not the demographics of who the borrower is, but of this loan, what is the behavior in the cycle that happens? So if I have a loan and I've got millions of loans, would we then say, hey, the shoes that this individual loans in right now, statistically, what's the next best action that I should be taking on this? And so the data sets of merging those together and then presenting or prompting the user or the servicer of do this action and that will that will drive the tuning for whatever you're tuning for. Maybe you're tuning to mitigate delinquency. Maybe you're tuning for cross-sell or upsell, those kinds of things. So I think it's not just access to data, but what do you do with that data? When you look at where Loan Pro sits today, it, it, it appears to be in a very leadership position. What are you and the company doing to continue to be in that leadership position and really deliver top tier experiences to your clients? Yeah, thank you. Um, this is something we've spent a lot. We did it backwards from maybe a lot of other companies that chose to do, right? Our, our story is over 15 years long, right? We didn't say have an idea, raise a bunch of money, <laughs> burn it as fast as we could and see if it worked. We uh, did this as a family business and, and brick by brick. And we had to get the product right because we were solving the problem that we had. We have a lot of empathy and understanding that for the, the problem that lenders have had because we were in those shoes. 
And uh, so thank you for the leadership comment. That's something that, that's very personal to us. That we've tried to position ourselves that way. And to maintain that, we subscribe to this concept of the innovator's dilemma, right? Continually disrupt yourself, um, challenge the status quo and say, why? Why should it be done that way? And truly understand the job to be done. So uh, in our conversation earlier, we talked about right that this concept of the innovator's dilemma, fantastic book, understanding the job to be done. What are we being hired for? And you may think that we're being hired for to provide software to keep track of your loans. Well, kind of. What we're really being hired for is organization, for confidence, for trust. We're being hired that the lender can say, I know that I'm compliant. I know that I'm providing efficiencies or convenience to my customer. I know that my portfolio, I'll have access to the data in real time. I don't have latency that I forgot about something that's slipped between the cracks. So what we're really, the job we're being hired to be done is confidence. Well, in order to sell confidence, you need to have a large suite of features and a product and things. You need to run your business in a way that you have a strong balance sheet and a strong P&L that you're going to be here tomorrow. So we've tried to really focus on if I was my customer, how would I want Loan Pro to run? And mm. we've done it that way. And it took us forever. It took us 15 years to do it because it requires the stability. It requires that we're going to be here tomorrow and next decade and the decade after that. So we're sitting here at Snowbird, beautiful Snowbird here in, in the mountains in Utah. And what do you hope that the attendees that have spent the last three days here attending number of different sessions and, and most likely one of your sessions, what do you hope that they walk away with? Yeah, I think that... Uh... This concept, right? Disney does the, this idea of an, an imagineer, right? Imagine the possibilities. So I like to take that and say, not fintech's not just access to more data, but it's imagine the possibilities if I removed the constraints, these artificial constraints that others have made, probably not intentionally. It just is a, a byproduct of what how it's been done forever. Mm -hmm. So imagine the possibilities. And so my challenge to everybody would be to do that. Imagine the possibilities if we underwrote differently, if we serviced and engaged with others. Why does it work the way that it does right now? Where are, what are the friction points? Identify those friction points and let's get busy about solving them. So talking about that, imagining what possibilities are out there, technology pretty much gives us the ability to do anything yeah right if you were to sit down with a founder or a technical co-founder what would be one piece of advice you would want to give them about how to be successful in this industry yeah so in particular to for fintech or a technology company it'd be to iterate and iterate fast right put your learnings out there recognize that by definition you don't know everything. And so you need to go ahead and, and it's not like you need to run a full formal market study. Just talk to people, see if it works for them. See, and it, it's back to that idea of what problem are they hiring you for? What job are you being hired to do? Because you might be, your idea might not be the thing that they want. And, uh, you know, think of a lot of Genesis stories where folks start out with what they think is a great business plan and a great idea. And the marketplace says, yeah, we don't really yeah, care about so that. 
But this other widget you built, think of Slack story, right? <laughs> They're building a video game. Marketplace said, eh, I don't really care about that. But you built this amazing internal tool that Slack's not the first in instant messenger. No. They don't have an, a, a, an early leader advantage. They, how do they win? They cemented themselves in as a marketplace. They, they innovated in a lot of interesting different ways. They built the solution that they were looking for themselves. So we like to look at it in that way and try to be self-aware and realize, hey, we did the same thing. We had the problem ourselves, built a solution, and to always remember it from the customer's perspective. That's fantastic. We're about to, to wrap up today, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask if you would tell us what the what your experience with MX has been like and what it does it mean to you and your clients. Yeah, great team at MX. So we use MX for data enrichment on transactions and providing visibility to lenders on, on these transactions that they can then use those transactions for visibility inside a loan pro what's going on with our loan and what's going on with our, uh, a broader financial uh, situation. And then within Loan Pro, choose to do uh, different actions, aggregate that data with other data to have a more holistic view of maybe what's going on with the customer. Of course, all user permissioned and the customer says, hey, I want you to help me. And so in order to help them, you need to know a little bit about them. So MX has been a great team. Uh, not only just as, as great humans, but also kind of next level of working as a technology. So definitely support the MX team. Great conference here. Appreciate being invited and participating. But uh, it's also a great solution on the technical side. I think uh, very forward thinking. A lot of our lenders work with MX as well, and we're happy to support that. Well, Brett, we've learned a lot about you, about Loan Pro, about how you see, see things evolving over the next few years. Is there anything that, that maybe I haven't brought up that you wanted to make sure that the audience heard and understood about Loan Pro or about yourself? Well, we have a lot of things that we're doing. We've been, been super busy building. We'll have a couple of really big announcements later this year. So I'd, I'd ask people to keep their, their eyes open and we think we're going to change the world of finance and uh, we're excited about it. So AKA stay tuned. Stay tuned. Great later things this coming. Year, we've got a big announcement. Well, fantastic. Brett, I appreciate you sitting down with us, taking time out of your day. It has been fantastic and really enjoyed learning so much about you and Loan Pro. Support provided by SolvePath in e-commerce. It's really easy to get bogged down with basic support inquiries. Whether that's where is my package, how do I return or exchange this item or just to cancel a subscription. SolvePath is an AI-driven customer support system that uses a visual format and self-serve technology to quickly and effectively resolve issues, resulting in satisfying support experiences for customers. Customize a visual support experience for your e-commerce brands and increase your overall performance, enhance the customer experience, and drastically reduce support costs. Get the best customer support system for your business. Get SolvePath. Get started by visiting GetSolvePath.com. This has been a production of Diamond D3 Media, with all rights reserved. This is provided for informational purposes only. It is not offered or intended to be used as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. We strive to provide accurate and up-to-date information, but will not be responsible for any missing facts or inaccurate information. You comply and understand that you should use any of this information at your own risk. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile financial assets, so research and make your own financial decisions.